Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback out of the shotgun. First and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Adam Carricker on the ticket i've got a case of the mondays the victory mondays ladies and gentlemen big time weekend for husker sports this past saturday and sunday nebraska football gets to the first winning record they've had since 2019 if you want to you know be generous they were two and one early on in 2021 i believe but the first winning record since 2019 beating northwestern okay not some great offense Phenomenal defense, overcame adversity, found a way to win the football game. And then, of course, Husker Volleyball, number one versus number two in the country. Sure, you've heard by now. Beats Wisconsin five sets. Phenomenal sets. The Huskers go up 1-0. Look great in that first set of the match. Wisconsin comes back, okay, ties it up. That second set, Wisconsin, they definitely owned it. Okay, they were actually they actually blocked the Huskers 12 times in that set alone. Then they took the third set and they were up two two to one on Nebraska volleyball. And then the Huskers found a way to come back, win set four and then close it out in set five. John Cook had a great decision to challenge a call. Call was changed, sealed the victory for the Huskers. And now they are officially the number one team in America when it comes to Nebraska volleyball. We got a lot to talk about today. I got a bunch of text. Rico was blowing up my phone right before I came on the show here. Uh, I have a case of the Mondays, the victory Mondays. Uh, I got the text that Rico sent me, man. You, you brought down my day, Rico, just a little bit, just a lot of bit. But I'll get to that in a minute. Some unfortunate additional injury news on the football front that we're going to get to and obviously chat about here going forward. Now, as always... Be sure to check out GELandscapesupply.com. They're a great partner for the ticket for 93.7, the station, and for this show as well. Check out GELandscapesupply.com. Also, check out characterchronicles.com, where all your football hopes and dreams will come true. It's just science. And also, don't forget the last 10 minutes of this show is always the people segment where I answer your questions, comments, concerns. Call or text 402 464 56 Eight, five. So as I mentioned, okay, looking back briefly to Saturday, okay, you could argue a gross game offensively, beautiful game defensively. The Black Shirts had eight sacks, 13 tackles for loss on offense. We had two interceptions thrown, three fumbles lost, 
I'm sorry, three fumbles, three times the ball was put on the turf, three fumbles, but we actually lost none of them, which was huge. We were able to recover each and every one. All right, Malachi Coleman, the prize recruit that the committed to Nebraska, scores his first touchdown, 44-yard touchdown pass in the second half from Heinrich Harburg. All right, so they put in the option, and then Osborne said, hey, Coach Rule, you might want to put in that fake option pass. All right, belly option, belly G option pass. And it worked. First time they ran it. All right, touchdown Harburg to Coleman. You look at Emmett Johnson. This is a guy, a redshirt freshman, 190 pounds, not your typical Big Ten back, but he's very explosive, very fast. He's only going to get bigger and stronger the longer he's in the weight room here at Nebraska. But he gets his second consecutive start over Anthony Grant. Now, I don't even know if many people really paid attention to the fact that he had actually started the game before over Anthony Grant. I don't know if that was talked about a ton. Nebraska finished the day as a team rushing for 163 yards, ran the ball 39 times, 4.2 yards per carry. Right, Emmett Johnson himself, 12 carries, 73 yards, 6.1 yard per carry average. He had a long run on the day of 24 yards. All right, now here's where I got some of that news right before I came on the air, okay? This is according to Amy Just on X. I think it's the first time I've ever actually called it X. I'm still calling it Twitter, and I'm still saying things like retweet instead of repost. I don't know if I'll ever break that habit, but Ethan Piper, according to Amy, is done for the year, unfortunately. All right, wish him a speedy recovery. Wish him nothing but the absolute best. Turner Corcoran is out for the year as well. And Nerdine Newilly will be out for multiple weeks. That is an offensive line that was getting better at certain things, struggling at certain things. And to be clear, wish all these guys a speedy recovery. But that the amount of injuries that this offense has had this year, it's, it's almost unbelievable. And unfortunately, uh, Billy Kemp will be out for a couple of weeks as well. He's been our most consistent receiver this entire year. So you're, you're talking about basically the left side of the line, okay, another guard in Nerdine New Willie, and then our most consistent receiver this year, and Billy Kemp being out for weeks and Corcoran and Piper being done for the year. You start to think about how this affects the offensive line. Okay, so who's up? Who's next? I'm sure hoping that Teddy Prohaska is feeling a lot better, and I'm hoping he can step in at left tackle. It would be nice if he could step in. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's feeling well. Hopefully he's gotten plenty of reps in practice. We've seen him him in games here or there a couple of times as a tight end. But hopefully he can step in at that left tackle spot. You look at the guard spots. Now that we're banged up at at both guard positions, not just short-term, but long-term here. All right, so some of the guys that you might see step in, Justin Evans Jenkins, Henry Latufsky. I know that's a guy that works incredibly hard in the weight room. Okay, you look at some other guys that are listed on this depth chart, even beyond them, you got freshman Sam Sledge. So you've got you've got some guys who stepped in and played a little bit on Saturday when, when Piper went out, when he went down. Okay, Latufsky was in for a little bit. All right, Jenkins was in for a couple of snaps as well so these are the guys who are going to have to step up and step up now all right we're also going to need another receiver to step up 
Okay, Alex Alex Bullock has played throughout this year. The guy I kind of look at a little bit is Jalen Lloyd. Now, Matt Rule had mentioned after the bye week that Malachi Coleman was going to start, but he was going to get more reps, and Jalen was going to get more reps. And Jalen's one of those guys who has a lot of speed, a lot of ability. Not a guy that was incredibly well-known recruiting maybe, maybe a little bit more track speed, but this is a guy that clearly has caught rules. I wouldn't say he's going to get more reps. He's clearly going to get even more reps now than before. Okay, so if nothing else, at least we're getting some speed on the field with Coleman and Lloyd and things of that nature at the wide receiver position. Hopefully they can block. Hopefully they run routes correctly. They're young guys. They're learning. They're going to learn on the fly now. They're going to be thrown into the fire, so to speak. Okay, I don't know. Does Joshua Fleeks, you know, does he he get some more reps back at wide receiver? He had moved to running back for a while. Okay, has become a two-headed, two-headed horse back there purely with Emmett Johnson and Anthony Grant at the running back position. I mean, it's, it's purely a ball security issue when it comes to Anthony. The coaches have made it clear that they think he's an elite talent. Just got to take care of the ball. If you need Joshua Fleeks back there at running back still, you got three running backs, maybe you're a little bit more short at receiver, so maybe you move him back to receiver. Who knows what's going to happen there? Okay. So it, it's this is crazy. It really is crazy. When you think back to day one starters, only four remain in the starting lineup right now. Four out of 11. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Like, what? That's that's unfathomable. Ben Scott at center, Bryce Benhart at right tackle, Thomas Fedoni, and Nate Borkashire at tight end. That's really it. Now Jeff Sims, okay, Sounds like he's healthy, and if he needed to start, he could. So if you want to argue that he could start because he is healthy, that would be five, but technically Harburg is the starter. He was not the day one starter. Okay? It's, 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 it's not often I have hard time finding words. You know, it's one of those things where here, here's what it's got to be. It's got to be next man up. It's got to be, hey, Jalen Lloyd was going to get more reps. Were well, you going to get a lot more reps? Malachi Coleman, you're starting as it is. Okay, you're going to have to help your buddy Jalen. These guys on the offensive line, okay, Justin Evans-Jenkins, Henry Latovsky, all these other guys, even a young guy who hasn't been talked about at all much this year, Slam Sledge, Teddy Prohaska, hopefully he's ready to roar, roll again. Even guys I haven't named, okay, if, if Fleek's got to go back to wide receiver, then by God, let's do that. Let's light that candle. It's got to be a next man up mentality. We don't have murderer's row left on our schedule offensively you don't have to blow we weren't going to which is why you don't have to you don't have to blow the roof off the joint okay it's one of those things where we have a great defense we have solid special teams and if we just stop turning the ball over we can still win a decent amount of these games now the task just got a lot tougher it got a lot more challenging four out of 11 day one starters are still starting 
I talked about this on the recent chronicles that I did when I was in St. Louis, my, my rookie year in 2007, that's back when the Rams were still in St. Louis. Torrey Holt got hurt that year. Isaac Bruce got hurt. Steven Jackson's back locked on up on him about half the games. Orlando pace was towards the end of his career, but he got hurt. Mark Bolger was out a good portion of the year that year. That was our two starting receivers, all pro left tackle. And a guy who just made the Pro Bowl a quarterback and Bolger and Steven Jackson, who was kind of considered the franchise at that point in time because he was coming into his prime while some of those other guys were winding down. It was literally our top five offensive players were out a majority of that first season. I'd never seen anything like it. Okay. This is the only thing I've ever seen that's like that. It's, it is what it is. You got to have next man up mentality. You got to be ready to roll. I still think six wins and getting to a bowl game is doable. I, I do think there's a lot of things that are still wide open on, on the table for Nebraska. I'm going to be curious to see who does step up, how they step up. Will there be some surprises? I'm curious to see who steps up that surprises us. Maybe somebody that was overlooked. How many times in history has an injury, as unfortunate as it may be, led to somebody else getting an opportunity? Okay. You look at Nick Foles. Backup quarterback led him to the Super Bowl. Okay, you look at you look at Tom Brady. He only got a chance to start because Drew Bledsoe went down. Okay, and I know these are extreme examples, and there's other examples out there as well. There just happened to be the two that popped into my head, and I think they're also prime examples of you never know what can happen. So that is the news of the day. Thanks a lot, Rico. <laughs> I do wish those guys a speedy recovery, and. I, I am excited to see who can step up. All these games are still very winnable. We don't have murderer's row. Every goal that we had before the season is still on the table in the major one getting to a bowl game. And anything beyond that is still, still plausible as well. But like Matt Rule says, it's a process. It's one day at a time, one game at a time. I am now looking directly at Purdue. And I am now obviously putting a bow on the Northwestern game. Still going to chat about volleyball, Nebraska, Wisconsin, but I'm starting to look at Purdue. And then once Purdue is done, I'll look at our next opponent, Michigan State. Okay, one day, one week, one game at a time, because that's all you can really do, and it's also the best way to go about doing things, which is why Matt Rule has prioritized that. Okay, just to put a little bit of a button on Northwestern and Nebraska, and I mentioned this in my gut reaction afterwards, it's not very often you win a game when you're outgained by the other team, okay, Northwestern had 257 total yards. We had 248, and you have more turnovers. They had one turnover. We had two, plus we put the ball on the ground three additional times with fumbles that we were able to recover, yet we found a way to win the game and overcome adversity. Nebraska is going to have to find a way to overcome adversity going forward for the rest of this season as well, just like they've done throughout the, uh, the season up to this point so far. All right, a little bit of general college football. Penn State, Ohio State. So I've been, I've been pounding the Penn State drum all year. Not so much the Ohio State drum. So what happens? Ohio State goes out and beats Penn State 20 to 12. Well, crap. I was rooting against Ohio State for a couple of reasons. Number one, I've always preferred Penn State to Ohio State. Number two, I wanted to be right. Well, neither one of those things worked out for me. Now, here's the deal. When you, I, I, I sat there and I watched that entire game. Those are two very good defenses. 
All right. The difference in the game was because neither quarterback played great. Drew Aller struggled probably more than Kyle McCord. But this is why, why I think Kyle McCord had a little bit more success than Drew Aller, and it was the difference in the game. It was the ability, the talent at the wide receiver position. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the difference in that game. The fact that Penn State had to respect what he could do, they had to respect the deep threats that Ohio State's wide receivers presented is something that Ohio State's defense did not have to do with Penn State's offense. Penn State's offense struggled to throw the ball past 10 yards, 15. I think they only tried like two passes over 20. They actually ran the ball decently considering there was really no pass threat down the field. The difference in that game was the fact that at the wide receiver position, Ohio State could make plays, they could help their quarterback out, and they made Penn State's defense defend the whole field. Whereas when Penn State was on offense, they lack that ability at the wide receiver position, which made it harder to run the ball, which made it harder to throw the ball, which made it harder to make Ohio State defend the whole field because, frankly, they didn't have to. Both great defenses, both quarterbacks struggled. One quarterback had more help than the other. Okay? And clearly the two best teams in the, in the Big Ten are Ohio State, Michigan. I will say this, you know, even when Michigan doesn't know what the other team's going to do before they run their play. I still think Michigan's probably the best team in this conference. All right. Now, it's interesting because people have asked me. They call it Spygate 2.0, the people that have asked me, but the sign stealing of Michigan. For me, whatever goes on on game day, like there's a reason you have multiple people signaling in signs for your offense sometimes or when they used to do the old Chip Kelly, and I know, I know we still do it at times, other teams do it. You hold up multiple signs. There's a reason you don't have one guy doing the signals because the other team's going to try to steal them. That's fair game on game day. There's a reason you don't just hold up one sign, okay, because they're going to try to figure out what your play calls are. That is fair game on game day. There are rules that are in place for a reason, and whether you like the rules or don't like the rules, they're in place. You have to obey them while they're there until they get changed if they do. The rule is you're not allowed to send scouts ahead live to scout future opponents at their games and that's what michigan did okay and that's that's the difference to me anything that happens in game day like i just described is perfectly perfectly 100 game for the other team to try to figure out what you're doing okay it's kind of like in baseball if you're the batter and you crowd the play the pitcher's going to throw inside that's perfectly game now don't throw at his head okay that's going to cause a problem but there are certain rules within the rules that are just kind of unwritten a.k.a. sometimes just common sense. Okay, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure some of this stuff out. But what Michigan is accused of doing, I should clarify, what they're accused of doing, I love how they suspended the guy that was doing it, by the way. Like, Michigan had no idea that he was doing it. Oh, now we know because everybody knows. Oh, now you're suspended. Oh, funny how that works. Okay. Um, By the way, the only way Michigan was going to beat Nebraska is if they knew what we were doing before we did it. I mean, they knew that. Pause for effect. All right. College football polls. Well, we got about one minute until break. You know what? Let's pay some bills. Let's go to break. We will also have some reaction to Matt Rule's press conference uh, following the break. So don't go anywhere. Matt Rule's press conference reaction. A little general college football talk as well. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Save
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.